Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 75 of So I've Been Told. My name is Adam Kramer, and this is my podcast. And I'm late as usual, um, but I'm bringing you a pretty cool conversation that I had with Trent Hudson. He plays in a bunch of bands, Feast of Love and the Shove and he played in Flickr, and... It's one of the dudes that's doing a lot of really cool stuff here in the Syracuse scene. Uh, so I hope you guys dig the conversation we have. I do want to let you know at the beginning of the episode, or the conversation I should say, uh, had some sound quality issues. Shout out to my buddy Robbie Alexander for uh, fixing that up, making it sound a lot better than it did before. I will say... If you stick with it, it gets a little bit better as the as the episode goes on. Um, but yeah, it's a little little fuzzy at the beginning. But anyway, I really hope you enjoy the conversation that I had with Trent. And uh, we're going to kick things off with a song by his band Feast of Love. It's called Together. And you know what, guys? I don't feel like recording an outro. So uh, you'll hear our conversation. And then at the end, you will hear Turning Stranger by Flickr. I also want to say I like I finally got to see Feast of Love live last week and they were super great. Uh just a great vibe. They sounded amazing. So when they've got shows, if you're in the area, make sure you go check them out. And yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. Hope you guys enjoy the conversation I had with Trent Hudson of Feast of Love. Hey, 
fest besides um I wanna go to that new friends fest up in Toronto. Nice. I saw those screamer bands and stuff. Page ninety nine plant this year. Oh sick. Really cool. I just started rolling because I figured we'll just uh we'll just chat. Yeah. Um Yeah. What's uh what what got you into to punk rock and all of this all of this shit? <laughs> um so of course I've always been surrounded by music because as a church kid, okay. You know, so you see Sunday, too. you're hearing, you're hearing <laughs> music, but then like there was um, a couple things I noticed that was different. Like there'd be like a cool teenager church band. Yeah. Um, I'd be like, oh, whoa, it's different, you know. But whatever. Uh, years later, um, my brother was huge in paintball, like travel team stuff and oh, all wow. that. So he had like DVDs and stuff of like the pro guys back then. And um, I heard this is, I had to be like 11, 12 years old. I heard Jawbreaker, the emo punk band, whatever. And I see the, yeah, oh, I see yeah. the poster. Right now. Yeah, I know. If you got so much Jawbreaker shit other places in my bedroom <laughs> and all that. But uh, <laughs> we're uh, recording this on May 4th appropriately. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Exactly. Um, <laughs> So, um, I heard this song on that when I was like, you know, not even a teenager yet. Yeah. And I said, like, well, this is something, I don't know what, it just instantly resonated with me. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. So you didn't all. like know like other, like more like, like mainstream, like pop punk or anything like that? I, I might have. Well, yeah. Yeah. Probably Blink-182. Yeah. Something like that. Just heard of them and never like dug yeah. into it yet. Yeah, I was only like, only music I was exposed to is what I was surrounded by. So that would be like. Church music, country music, like tons of country music. I can sing anything from like the nineties <laughs> till now, probably. Yeah, I got a soft spot for for the nineties stuff. Like. <laughs> so, uh, but like that song stuck with me, and all I knew was it was by a band named Jawbreaker. I had no idea what it was called, and I thought I knew a couple of the lyrics. So, like periodically over the years, like growing up through middle school, I would like type it in Google. Like, okay, I think this is what the lyrics were of that song. It was totally off, but eventually I finally got a hit on YouTube and had the song play. And it's like, boom, that's when the light bulb went off. Because this was like simultaneously, I was listening to just like super into grunge music in middle school. Yeah. You know, all the, all the whatever, the big ones. Um, so then once I discovered what Jawbreaker was, legitimately what they were, that's when like everything opened up from there. And yeah. And punk and a little bit of hardcore from there yeah this course emo music is what really resonated with me i guess yeah i mean that that rules that your like first band like that wasn't like one of the normal like mainstream bands that like we all like yeah like no, they, obviously of course i was like oh fuck yeah blink when yeah. some 41 even stuff like that of course yes. like the big ones green day you know but yeah um no but I, was, I was actually super lucky to have jawbreaker be like my my coming of age with music. Yeah, were you? Did you go to the show that the post was for? Uh, yeah, I went to that one. I've seen them a few times now. Um, but that one's special because I went to that one with like my best friends. That rules. So it was like, you know, oh my god, we're doing it together finally. So yeah, that was the special one. Uh, yeah. How How old are you? I'm 28. Okay, I was just curious. Yeah. Context as far as like, I'm always curious because like I feel like it's different like. You know, a couple of years make a big difference as far as like what your inroads are a lot of times to yeah. this stuff. No, totally. And that's the thing, is like 
I didn't have like the older brother or sister or like the cool older cousin or neighbor who was into any of this. So it's like, you know, I had some friends that were like, um, real like warp tour metalcore kids and stuff yeah. and um still got a soft spot for a lot of that. But oh, yeah. um I don't know, it's like I was a I was alone on my punk journey for a while, you know? <laughs> yeah. So what's uh like what all I know you play you play like a couple different things, right? Like, yeah. It comes and goes, you know, with what we're doing. Yeah, but... like what what did you first get into playing and like what what was your first experience as far as like playing with other people and how did that all come um, together? So my first band, uh, still in it. It's like we play three shows a year type deal now. Um, the Shevets. It's like skate punk, uh, pretty basic. Like we play the DIY spot, the warehouse in Syracuse. Yeah. Um, I got linked up to that from a kid I worked with, who knew our vocalist Louie, and he's like, "Oh, I know, this, I know this punk kid from Skinny Atlas." And if you know anything about Skinny Atlas, it's like total bougie. Yeah. Like you know whatever and. Uh, Louis was always like, I'm the misfit outlier of the town. So, uh, you know, so we got that band together. Um, you guys have been a thing for a while, right? Yeah, like I, I remember like, yeah. like seeing that name on flyers. Like, yep. For yeah. So we, we started off completely, totally sucked forever. <laughs> and, uh, as time's gone on, we're like, okay, now we can play a tight set finally. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, so from there, um, I did New Direction with Lucas and I'm just a bunch of other guys who have come and gone from that band for a little bit. Yeah. Um, like, you know, like the Turkey Straight Edge Staples yeah. um, guys. And then um, that dissolved. And then we soon started up Flickr after um, New Direction. That was all 90s emo. That was like our jawbreaker worship band. I, I dug that band a lot. Yeah. Like, that was when I first heard it, it was before I knew you or like. Uh-huh. Um, then I was like, oh, when I'm like booking shows again, I want to book them. And then I like, oh, my man. life yeah. changed and I ended up moving out here, which uh, I'll, I'll be doing some shows again. At that'd, some be, point, that'd be great. But... We uh, always more people please do shows. But uh, yeah. yeah, so Flickr, we played, I don't know, our last show, we'll see, uh, a couple months ago. And um, that was a really special one to like wrap it up at the town shop in Camillo's. Um, yeah. That spot is legendary and it needs to stay um yeah tell me because i don't know a lot about the history of like shows happening there like um like my first time going there was that gel taking med show Mm -hmm. yeah um and like i know there's fun yeah yeah, dude that show was (laughs) killer but i know there's like probably a lot more history you know that predates that that i know nothing about so I would love to hear anything you know about that. And, yeah. yeah. So the town shop's been around for, um, I think, 50 years now, just over 50 years. Oh, wow. Uh, which is really impressive for community center. Yeah. It's uh, funded partly by the town of Camillus, uh, which is huge. So it's like, uh, yeah, it has more stability there. Yeah. And um, so like it's always been like local kids, their their first band can play there or whatever, their friends' first band they can bring them in. And it's always been a thing. And um I don't know really the total history of like certain bands that played there, but um as of late, Lucas and some others have brought in some you know, smaller tours and stuff, yeah. like you said the gel show. Um things like that, smaller hardcore and punk things that are perfectly suited for a youth center you know yeah 
And it's really unfortunate because every time there's like a sick show, uh, people in the village who don't understand what's happening are like, well, this is noise. I hate it. There's kids that are, you know, doing bad things, which they're not. Yeah. You know, kids will be kids anywhere. Uh, you know, and it's probably a better place for them to gather with you know, a bunch of peers in a positive atmosphere like the town yeah. shop than anything. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I like with, uh, did you ever go to any of the shows at Vineyard Space in well, Rochester? I only went once. Which show was that? Uh, it was the band from Syracuse, uh, West Berlin that played. Oh, okay. And yeah. they played with like some like, I don't know what else it was. It was like some band that was like, didn't have vocalists, I think. So like, maybe. I don't even remember, but I know yeah. that was like. That was like a weird one that not a lot of there weren't a lot of people no, there was, were there. No, exactly. I never Craft did Crafter play that one? It probably they're probably doing okay. like a tour with Crafter. Yeah. So yeah, it was like a I never got to go there to like when it was popping. So. Yeah, I mean, and that's like like it was myself and Tim Avery that were booking and mm -hmm. and I mean with help from all the other, you know, Alex from Undeath and Drews and Totally California Cousins and like so yeah, like I know all about the in our in that case the one neighbor who like who caused trouble. Yeah, you know? and it's like that's the thing. It's like uh, in the town shop. It's like one person that owns a lot of the buildings down there, rents mountain stuff. So he's got a lot of sway with people. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know. Shows are coming back there. We did a couple over the winter, and they're going to be back this summer. So that's pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. So the you know the Shovets was a thing and has been a thing. Tell me about some of the other bands that uh, that you have played in and you know still continue to play in. And yeah, so primarily my focus for my energy is Feast of Love right now. Is that is that a pity sex reference? Yes. Weird. <laughs> so yeah, um, I a couple years ago like did just a total deep dive and all '90s early 2000s screamo and. I was like, okay, this is what I need to do. Because <laughs> no one else is doing it right now. Yeah. And um, so we got, you know, worked out a lineup. We got it together. And that that band, uh, we didn't have a name for it for a while. So I dropped off Solly, um, our guitar player. And, of course, right when they walk out the door of the car, uh, Pity Sex comes on shuffle. And I'm like, boom, there we go. Nice. Cease of love. So, you know, it's Screamo. Yeah. Uh, they're all, you know, weird love songs in a way. So <laughs> it, it works out. <laughs> Sick. Who else, who else in that band with you? See, I get all of these, like, Syracuse bands confused because it's, like, not that it's all, like, the same yeah. couple of people, but I feel like there's, like, so many familiar faces that play in yeah. multiple bands. There's, that... o there's only one uh, besides me that plays in another band. So it's... Uh, Sam from Beal of God okay. plays yeah. bass. So that's like the only other person that's overlapping with anything Weird. else. Uh, Solly uh, plays guitar. Uh, like, complete, just genius, I feel like. is I've never heard anybody else do what they do. Cool. And that's super, like, unique yeah. to have. And I'm really lucky. And um, we had Anthony at Birdslow drumming. They did the first few shows and our demo. And now it's uh, another guy we got just starting out working in a new drummer, Mike. So cool. hopefully we'll get that. We'll be right back out doing what we're doing. Yeah, the rules. What are your 
like obviously well i see the jerome's dream shirt what, what yeah, are the other uh what are the other big 90 screamos band and screamo bands for you uh so jerome's dream is like they're the top tier for me see how do you feel because like my introduction to them was live videos on youtube okay yeah and undeniable and I like yeah. <laughs> it makes it really hard for me to enjoy them on record because the vocals is like nah, nah. yeah 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 <laughs> uh i don't know that's the vocal style that uh he has is so absurd mm-hmm. and <laughs> uh that's like with the watches live videos a lot of them there's no pa yeah and he screeches like over everything yeah and i think so it sounds amazing yeah (laughs) Um, but then it just sounds it just sounds so weird and i just never like Mm -hmm. dug it on the records well Uh, listen if you listen to the new stuff they just put out but i think three it's three songs now for this lead up to the new album they're doing uh it's no longer the screechy vocal and it's not the like the 2019 album they did like the uh, megaphone sounding vocal yeah it's more just straight up, like, you know, raw, hardcore sick. vocals, and it's sick. It, the rules. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't uh, sometimes I'm weird about listening to singles when I know a full record is going to come out. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, I just want to hear everything, everything together, like, the way they want it in the, but yeah. then I, like, I've, like, softened on that recently. I know, I know, like, I, know, I know the feeling, but also, I don't know, I'm super excited, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, just, like. The basics, Seisha, uh, Joshua Fit for Battle. Um, those are like, I got to see Seisha recently, which was just like unbelievable. Where was that? Uh, I was supposed to see them at um, you know, one of the New York dates, but that fell through. So I got to see them at the church in Philly. Oh, sick. I love that band. Yeah. And that was the first time they ever played the church because they're like, we couldn't sell on a telephone booth back in the 90s. <laughs> and now we're like selling out the church. So. Yeah. <laughs> What a, that's a whole, that's a place, speaking of venues, with, like, a crazy history. Yeah, like, exactly, that's, like, everybody wants to be, eventually, if you can check that one off. Like, yeah. feel like you've made it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that rules. I'm, like, I'm always stoked, because I feel like there's, like, especially, like, within the scene here, that's, like, very hardcore focused to, like, see people who are into, like, I'm, I'm stoked to see anybody into, like, underground music at all Mm -hmm. um but like you know i also like am a a screamo enjoyer (laughs) yeah that's the thing is like i i'm at at all the shows with the camel pants on you know moshing all the bands but also like i'm gonna do what i want to do with my time so i'm like i'm gonna do the screamo band yeah yeah or we're gonna do if we're gonna do flicker you know straight up just uh you know porter how pour your heart out emo stuff so yeah uh, i thought you were gonna say porterhouse I was like, porterhouse steak <laughs> hey not with lucas <laughs> but uh no it's yeah that's like how syracuse we get i feel like gets pigeonholed a lot of the time like mm-hmm. this is like the straight edge town um this is the, the hardcore like or nothing but there is like there is still a doi punk scene yeah, there's a couple screamo bands bubbling up besides Feast of Love, which is really cool to see. Yeah, and um, I'm excited for this summer. I think, like between Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, yeah. there's people are start linking together, and there's gonna be some like a new wave of uh, special stuff happening. Yeah, it's it's exciting to see. Um, like, I mean, I was in it 
like as far as like booking shows in Rochester for so long, and then I've like, like you know, everything stopped because of the pandemic, mm -hmm. obviously, and even before then, I had like I was so burnt out that I like kind of took a break. And mm -hmm. so that like break without live music felt so long. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. um, and then when I came out here, I was like, oh, this it's like super exciting to see like what all of you guys have put together here as far as the scene. And it's really that I think it's really special. And I'm hoping that's uh that there is like that synergy between Buffalo and Rochester and yeah. here as well. I, I totally see it. Like every show I go to, new kids, even in the other cities. Yeah, you know, other upstate cities. Like, I went to um, just last weekend, there was a show at Silver Street. It was Broken Bow, uh, Tarina, and a few other bands. It was Hidden Streets from Syracuse, their first show. Mm -hmm. And like, I walked in the basement and I was like, wow, here we go. Now, uh, now we're outnumbered. Anybody who's 22, 23, <laughs> 24 and up, yeah, completely outnumbered. There's all these like high schoolers, you know, college age kids and stuff who are like going to the first shows. And yeah. Like it's wild and it's awesome. That rules. Yeah. Uh, so are, are you straight edge? Are you part of the, oh, yeah. the crew? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, it's, I end up with, you know, whatever. Cabal jersey. Oh, yeah. Course, I, didn't, so. I didn't, didn't even see it. Yeah. You know, but yeah. No. Uh, Straight edge through and through. We'll see. Um, see if Syracuse gets another straight edge band going. It's kind of odd that there's not right now, but I totally understand. But you know, yeah, well. yeah. So have you you always been edge? Mm. I would never say always because, um, you know, you're not until you say you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> that's what I feel like. But I was like, yeah, I'm starting to listen to these bands. I think that's for me. You know, eventually. So yeah, no, I'm. I'm not straight edge, but I'm very pro straight edge. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like weed edge pretty much. Yeah. Like I don't drink. Oh, yeah. like, I mean, I, I will a little bit, but it's straight edge ally. Very. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's exciting to see how many, how many straight edge kids are doing stuff now. And it's not like, it's not like you imagine it was, back in the day where it's like only like tough guy hardcore kids oh, and yeah. like it's like all over no there's there's like um for the most part you know it's it's not militant in any way that yeah. i've seen and uh i think they put like a a softer edge on softer edge but like on new kids being like open to uh try not that lifestyle and yeah you know experiencing the, the music and the shows so uh, overall, I think it's a positive um, direction for the movement. Yeah. You know. What are your, like, what do you have going on right now as far as, like, your bands and, like, what, do you have anything coming up? Like, I'm not saying, we're, I'm not, like, wrapping it up, no. but, like, give me your plugs, but just, like, <laughs> what's, uh, like, what's, like, what's going on currently with, so, with your bands. um, we're working on new feast of love music. We put the demo out in January, but that was like a long process of writing and recording. And so, uh, hopefully we'll have a new batch of songs here soon that are ready to play live at least. Awesome. Um, really, this is putting out to anybody who's listening. I want to get those upstate and whatever Northeast screamo bands into Syracuse and 
you know, uh, provide another um, another realm of hardcore to people that uh, might not be getting in this area. Because we're, we're getting we're getting the fast stuff, we're getting the heavy stuff, and you know, there's there's always a niche for something else to slide in. Yeah. So, um, if you want to play Syracuse, hit me up. Hell yeah! And I want to get that. I have a couple things bubbling for shows, so nice. That's that's where I'm at. Yeah, that. that's awesome. Who are Who's your all-time favorite Syracuse band? All-time favorite Syracuse band. Well, everyone has to say Earth Crisis, right? Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. There's like the bands that I got to see live in their prime. You know, is Trail of Lies was uh, huge for me. Like really um, getting that. Okay, this is. This is something I want to like devote my like yeah everything to, and um, so I, I got to go with you know at a personal experience level, it's it's got to be Trailblaze. Sick, yeah, sick. What's the what's your favorite show or set? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of like sometimes I, I like do the whole like favorite, uh, the spitball out random of, question. Anything I've ever seen. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> or or in the last, I mean, yeah, all time and all like time. since <laughs> and since shows started happening after the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, all time favorite set I've ever seen. Um, the Jawbreak reunion at Riot Fest. I was really lucky to ride out. Me and my buddy Jenks, we got on a bus. <laughs> oh wow! And these were stupid. We're like, well, now flights way too expensive, so we, we took a bus and for the weekend there. <laughs> And uh, saw Jawbreaker play in front of I don't know how many thousands of people, so that was super special, like monumental moment. Yeah. Um, how many how many hours is that it, on a bus? It was like it was like eleven. It was stupid. Did you do that both ways? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ride, That's amazing. Like the ride there, we're just like amped. You know, we're going to this fest for the weekend. It's gonna be so much fun. Like the ride back was miserable. <laughs> like, yeah. But um, who, else, who else did you see at that? That's a that used ride fest. Oh, it was crazy! Like, so that was 2017. I saw New Order, which was they're one of my favorites. Yeah. So that was special. Um, I think Wu Tang played. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah. Um, oh, blanking obviously, but um, no. Go look at the lineup. It was nuts. They yeah, that worked to drive <laughs> in a bus. <laughs> Did you look into taking a train at all? Like, I feel like that would have been. Oh yeah, we were like that was, that was like yeah, didn't have the money for it. <laughs> we're gonna do the Greyhound. How much? How much did that cost each way? Uh, I mean, it was less than a plane, so yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so, like after the pandemic, uh, I don't know that Black SS show in Syracuse. That was wild. Were you there? Yeah. As far as like um, the atmosphere and like that set like the standard, I thought like how how much enthusiasm and uh, like turnout is possible in Syracuse. Yeah, is like you could put almost three hundred people or three hundred people in a community center. Yeah, in two thousand twenty-two, like that doesn't sound like you know what what the trajectory was you know before the pandemic yeah well and it was it was rad because there were definitely dudes older than me 
mm-hmm. like all the way down to like high schoolers at that show. Like, yeah, it was like everything you were describing, like you've been describing about like that, like positivity. Yeah, um, and that's honestly, if I had like one word to describe my experience at with the scene in Syracuse, it's just been so positive and open, um, in a way that I haven't seen like as much in other places. Yeah. Uh, I really hope that, that the, like the cross, like of everything, like you got all the straight edge guys also hanging out with the punk kids and you got, you know, any gender, any age, want everybody to feel like they have a place as long as they're there for the right reasons. And that's what I think it's being cultivated in Syracuse. Yeah. And, if you did that Black Access show, that Black Access show, like 2023, a year later, there would be at least another 50 kids yeah. who didn't even know about hardcore punk in this town. And that's like, that's the best feeling about what's happening. Is yeah. Just new blood, new blood, new blood. Yeah. I mean, the last, well, it wasn't the last show I went to before before COVID, but uh, I was at the, the New Year's Day show. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there was like tons of momentum like that was there at that point and then yeah. i was like I was, well i mean with everything we didn't know when like like when things were gonna yeah. start happening again and like so it's cool to see that that like yeah no for a moment there i felt i think people felt like the rug got pulled out from underneath them but in hindsight even though everything went away it was like a really like eye-opening experience for all of us we were like Okay, we're going to go down to the practice space together. There's no one else, yeah. no shows. And we'll start new bands. We will practice. And, you know, the bands that came out of post-COVID and before COVID are just a whole nother um, level of, you know, like untapped potential before. And I think it's like it was realized yeah. during the pandemic with people's time. And I think, I mean, I know for me and i'm sure lots of other people too that like like you appreciate we appreciate it more now because like we didn't have it for that period of time like for me like you know that's like going to shows had been like in my life like all of the time since i was like 17 years old yeah and then like going like you know two years pretty much with like nothing was insanity yeah no but exactly the perspective and I don't want um, I don't want to take that for granted, like that feeling that I had when shows were officially, you know, able to start rolling again, because that was like, okay, we can't we can't let this go for other reasons too. Yeah, you know, there's all sorts of things that can come and pull it away, even if it's not a pandemic, you know. Yeah. So it's you know just keep that in mind how that felt. Yeah. Uh, what what did you do through the pandemic? How was how was uh, were you working through the whole thing? Yeah, like, yeah. What's it? What do you do? Um, so yeah, I don't I, outside of <laughs> outside of punk. I don't have a very vegan uh, straight up job. <laughs> My family owns a uh, poultry farm. Okay. So I every day I'm packaging eggs and doing egg things, <laughs> but um, as far as so I worked, you know, everyone needs to eat. So we worked yeah. the whole time through the pandemic. Yeah. And um, at night, I would go down to the practice space and we'd write Flickr songs and 
work on that stuff. I'm like, okay, eventually we'll play these live. And yeah. <laughs> that was um, like personally, I think for some other guys in the area, that was a time to, like I said, like really craft what you were doing yeah. musically. Yeah. And you, you could tell, like all, like I said, all the bands like that were going before, like you were saying, like all the bands that were going beforehand, like just came out of it, like firing on all cylinders. Yeah. They either like dissolved completely or they came back better. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it was a, it really sorted out, uh, you know, what was worth it. Yeah. Like. Nice. How was, uh, I'm just, I keep on looking at the, the jawbreaker post. <laughs> uh, how was, how was War on Women? Um, I've always felt like that band's like an industry plant. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I've read some things about like former members coming out about like who writes the music and, um, all that. They're one of those bands that's like super entertaining. Yeah. Um, live, but I don't know. I've, I feel like something something about it is like, did this come from like the ground up? You mm -hmm. know, like did they rise up through punk, or is this like, I don't know. That's in that's interesting, and I I love talking about that shit. Like I don't, and I don't know anything about them. Yeah. Like I've listened to the records, mm -hmm. and I think they're okay. Yeah. And I'm sure they're good live, and they tour with cool bands. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like one of those things where if I I feel like the the itch that they scratch, I kind of like. I'll I'll put on a I'll put on Petrol Girl. Do you know Petrol Girls from from the UK? No, I don't. That band's f fucking awesome. Yeah. Kind of in the same vein, mm -hmm. but like, yeah. I think I've seen Women twice. Something like Propaganda years ago. Okay. Um, another one of my favorites. So yeah, that rules. But I don't know. You can't be talking too much crap on a on a podcast. So you know, to be out there. <laughs> we, yeah, we we don't know anyone from War on Women. If any of if any of you would like to come on the podcast, <laughs> I would I would be happy to talk to you. Uh, no, it's just one of those things. that's like I I don't know necessarily know the history so completely, but. I don't know. It's always felt like it was more of like a rock show than a punk show when I've ever seen them. Yeah. And, Interesting. You know, it's just like, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be weird for me. I'm going later this month. I'm going to see Blink. Oh. And so I'm going to see Turnstile, Turnstile play in, next a, level now. in a stadium, which is <laughs> super weird. So wild. Um, you know, what's, what's your take on, on that? Um, just because I know like, and I, I, you know, have a feeling like, that you're not like gonna be like super harsh on it, uh, um, but like it's it's interesting because I mean it's I think it kind of coincides with like you know time wise like them blowing up around the same time that like at least here the hardcore scene is like yeah. kind of growing. Um, so yeah, no, if you're like okay, so you're a, like a kid just finding music wherever you're finding that, and you find Turnstile. Um, you could do a whole lot worse. You're gonna <laughs> step back through like oh this person was in this band. Yeah. Oh, they were on this label, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to find all this stuff on Reaper and TUI, obviously. And yeah. then, like, okay, boom, there's, like, everything you need to know will eventually connect. Yeah. So it's, you know, you can say it's like, oh, this isn't, you know, real anymore or whatever. But if anything, you're going to – new kids come and whatever, they're a shithead or they're not. Like, they're going to filter out and the real yeah. ones will stick around. So it's like – 
everybody concerned about like all the TikTok punks or something coming out. Like, I've never heard anyone <laughs> use the phrase TikTok punks before. You know, like, uh, but that's it's, hilarious. Like, it's it's okay because a handful of them will stick around and they will start contributing in their own way, and it'll you know it, it, it's not going to look the same. Yeah, when I started going to shows in you know five years or whatever. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't look the same now. Then you know it's always changing. And if you fight, like the, you know, if you fight uh, things changing, you know, for whatever, like that's that's when you become old, and that's when you become like the person that's like going to stand in the corner with their arms crossed. Yeah. So, which um, I mean, sometimes I'm that guy, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, totally. But but like um, that's the thing, though. It's like. It's the person that's doing that. Like, if you're just doing that because you're chilling, that's one thing. But if you're doing that, like, just trying to, like, mean mug everybody yeah. and, like, be no. too cool, that's a whole other thing. So I'm thinking, like, that's what it's, it's always going to keep changing. And, you know, turn, big, bigger bands bringing in new kids, then at, it's, at the end of the day, it's only going to be positive. Yeah. Weird. And I'm, I, like, completely on the same page with that. I was, I was just curious since we were in the... We were in the shit talking <laughs> section of the pod. I was like, no, <laughs> so no. before we exit the shit talking session, anybody, anybody <laughs> else? else? Well, you know. <laughs> um, shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm excited to see them. It's gonna be weird, obviously. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I I mean, I think that record's great. Like, yeah. No. Exactly. And uh, it's I don't know. I like that my wife, who's not really into hardcore. Like, she, like, if I, like, want to listen to something that she'll, like, also enjoy, I can, like, you know, I'll put on Turnstile, and she is into that, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you're opening her to something that you guys can enjoy together. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I was I was talking with a friend of mine, I mean, this was a while back, and I was like, I was like, so how do you feel about, like, Machine Gun Kelly and he he pretty much was like, yeah, he's like, I don't give a shit about Machine Gun Kelly. He's like, but if there are kids that, like, actually, like, do, like, get into punk eventually like, through that, yeah. like, you know, or, you know, pick up a guitar and start writing their own songs, like, it's a net positive in that way. Um, and I guess you could say, it, I mean, yeah, it's like, just go, buy, just go buy a cheaper guitar than, than the, uh. Machine Gun uh, Kelly's signature guitar or whatever, and you'll be fine. Does he have a signature guitar? I don't even know. Yeah, I think it's like through Schecter or something like that. Yeah, it's like 800 bucks for like a first act, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> so here you go. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's it's wild how much all, all of these things are always like in flux and changing mm -hmm. and like, yeah, I think like what you're saying is that exactly right. It's like when you like... And that that's so much of, like, my impression of when I was, like, young and first interested in punk, it seemed like there was so much gatekeeping and mm -hmm. so much, like, anti-musical evolution yeah. that, was, that was going on. And I'm encouraged to see so much less of that yeah, the older you, I get. Like you mentioned uh, MS Paint earlier before we started talking, I think, and... Um, there you go, like talking about like musical evolution. That's something that it's it falls under that like umbrella of hardcore punk, but yeah, it's not necessarily anything you would have heard, you know. Next time you listen to MS Paint, well, first of all, before you listen to MS Paint, yeah. 
turn on a like turn on like an old pod song okay <laughs> and then listen to ms paint and tell me his voice doesn't sound oh. so much like Sonny from P.O.D., um, <laughs> which I, I think is hilarious. Um, I'm also a big-time P.O.D. apologist, so... I mean, those songs are super hype. Yeah. And it's like summertime, we're rolling in summertime, that's yeah. you roll the windows down, you, you blast some, like, early 2000s radio rock and stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> well, and, and, you know, they're another band, like, very much, if you trace the history back, like, very much, like, started in the Southern California, like, yeah. like, seeing, like, in their, like, music video, like, the drummer was, like, rocking a Zayo t-shirt in one of their videos, and, like, you know, they played shows with No Innocent Victim, and, like, all that mm -hmm. shit, so it's, you know. Yeah, gotta, the, the Christian... You gotta, you gotta keep it together. <laughs> yeah, you were at that Zayo show too. in Rochester. Yeah, were you were you like into that band back in the day, uh, or uh, just kind of like? No, that's one of those things. It's like this is the first time I've seen them. Um, they blew me alive. Uh, they blew me away alive. Like even now, Dude, the vocalist is crazy. It was just so much energy. Yeah, it, like that was crazy. They're a band that I got into in high school. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm and I like didn't see them. Like during the earlier, like I always just missed it. Um, but then I saw them in 2016 at okay. This Is Hardcore. Yeah. Um, and they lived up to all of my expectations. And um, Russ just plays his ass off. Like he's such a great guitarist. Like one of the most solid bands. Yeah. No, I, I would definitely see them again. And um, one of those shows was like people that didn't go to it, like. They definitely missed something like, oh, I don't like those bands. Like, it was Drowning Man, right? Yeah. Bloodlet and Zayo. That was just act. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's Photo City. I don't, I don't know if something's going on there that they haven't been doing as much lately, but it's like, it's one of those like places they can hold a lot of people, but it doesn't feel like, it's not yeah. like going to like a giant, like, it's not like going to other places where like there, it feels like there's like a, like a barrier between the artists. Yeah. No, it's got that really short stage yeah um usually no barricade at all and it's yeah. exactly it's photo city is unique it's like a legit you know like pro style venue but they will still do the smaller diy caliber yeah shows there um which is you know just like rochester spoiled <laughs> with the venues you know yeah it i mean it's like but uh, unfortunately though i mean there's not a lot as far as like the the all ages stuff but as far as true otherwise otherwise yeah like yeah there's like r.i.p to the cast compound but yeah dude, i i missed that i never got out to yeah. any of the shows there it was a solid year of just real deal diy crusty stuff yeah and, you know just noisy whatever punk yeah um yeah no, that was a special spot in rochester yeah and I, I know like i mean i know all the dudes in sawed off and mm -hmm. so like john kiss and i have played in bands together since okay. like i mean i've known him for well over 15 years mm -hmm. and like so yeah and like i know i knew of the shows that were going on there yeah. i just never like made it out yeah no that's like uh one of those things that can never be replicated that spot just like the like the mousetrap in syracuse like whatever was happening there it's just like a you know once in a 
once in a lifetime, like time and place, like little pocket of special energy. Yeah. And I feel like that's how it almost always is with like that type of spot. Cause it's like just the nature of it. it they don't last long mm-hmm. typically. Um, and they just, they kind of be, becomes this like separate little, like not, not separate, but it's like you get your own little scene that kind of develops within oh, those yeah. venues where it's like it's a like, sub scene of yeah you know, the overall yeah yeah well um, yeah i mean it's the same thing with like the the video i sent you from the meat grinder in rochester mm-hmm. that was like my old house and like i mean it's exciting and i mean i you'll you're probably seeing this now. You're 28. You're not that much younger than me. Yeah. Like, so I'm sure you're seeing it too. It's like ex- exciting to see the kids who like you saw come to shows when they were like super young, like now, like, like being leaders in the scene and like playing in active bands and doing cool shit. Yeah. Um, Cause that's like, I mean, that's like what the whole thing is about. Like. Exactly. Like start a band <laughs> yeah if you can you know if you have the ability to you know play an instrument or contribute in any way then um it's it's scary at first but you have you know a room full of friends that are going to support you so yeah and I, I mean i know i've talked about this on the pod before and i i don't know her super well but like i get so stoked to see the war lovers mm-hmm. because like if you watch that video i sent you like just tiny little Tao was just hanging out in the corner. She was like 15. How many shows shows there? Yeah. And like, you know, no Dylan since he was like that same age too. So yeah. it's rad to see that, like that cycle continue of the, like come to shows, play in bands and like booking bands yeah. and like, yeah. And then you have Jamie and Tao, like, you know, starting the venue. Yeah. You know, a couple times here, a few times here in Syracuse and, um exactly it's however you however you can contribute it's much appreciated yeah nobody else nobody's gonna do it for us yeah so. it's it's wild too not that i keep on i always do this though like i always like i'm like oh yeah like i'm like i'm not like i'm not that old but like i think about how much like even even like in the, the time between like our ages like mm-hmm. the access that we have now is so crazy to the technology where mm-hmm. we can like make like all of the barriers for creating music are pretty much gone that we had like that you know you don't have to pay somebody to record your music yeah, like no exactly yeah. like i've got like i've got garage band literally in my pocket all the time yeah. and like and that and like the access to like all of the music in the world yeah, as well like, exactly you go on youtube and like that's how i learned how to play drums was, yeah it like blows okay, my I'm mind gonna, i'm gonna watch a youtube video like you know that's that's super uh super helpful but also um and it feels like it's when when things get more uh, accessible it also like it blends sounds together mm-hmm. so you're not you're, you're no longer really getting like your regional sounds and stuff yeah but um at the end of the day, like you have more people being able to play and access stuff and go to shows and find out about them, then it's all the better. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, you know, for me growing up, like, I mean, I had internet like once I was in high school, but like even then, like when you've got dial up, <laughs> it's it's almost like not having internet. Yeah, as I remember far as, the like, struggle. Yeah. So it's like, 
Um, and like he had to track down like, like, you know, zines or whatever to like find out about this shit that like, and now it's like, it's just all there. Like, um, I can, yeah. Shout out, uh, always late, never lost on YouTube. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like, and, um, what? Three, one, five TV. Those are two pages doing like, um, I know always late is always doing like everything. Yeah, punk, hardcore, metal. Yeah, y- y'all, yeah. y'all are like at every single show. <laughs> it uh, feels like, yeah. like it's all you or Sarah. Or, it's all Sarah. So yeah, it's like you're like people doing that to contribute. Like kids, kids who are like strictly go to their go to hardcore shows. Oh, well, what's this? You know, happening. You know, this like punk, you know, show or whatever, and like things like that. I think are. Um, and then accessibility, the opening up doors. Yeah. And I feel like you're going to see kids starting new bands that didn't sound like anything before in Syracuse. Yeah. Just because they're exposed to what's happening in, you know, a punk band, a screamo band, yeah. whatever. And it's like, it's all curated in a way where it's all equal and cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, uh, oh, we're not going to post these pictures of these uh these bands because they don't sound like these ones it's like it's, it's going up you know yeah uh, well it's also too i mean some of that comes to it comes with i mean with the accessibility to like all kinds of music like because back in the day like you couldn't listen to everything you had limited like resources with yeah. what you could like own in your collection yeah. and so it's like so you had to, yeah, it was easier to join a tribe of like-minded people. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, going to share with what they have access to. And, okay, well, we all like this together then. Yeah. And then, um, you know, but if you can experience, the more you can experience, the more just broader your, your uh, you know, outlook on what's happening should be. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an exciting time. As much as the world is terrifying and there's a lot of bad shit going on uh it's nice that we've at least got access to all of the music in the world at the same time yeah no totally yeah so uh we'll just start to wrap it up but i'll, yeah. I'll throw out a couple like random okay. questions cool. just because what's your favorite movie uh favorite movie uh it's right there dumb and dumber it's a good one. I feel like that that's like for some reason that one reminds me of like if I were like I feel like I watched it when I was like sick at home from school. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's like where that movie lives for me. No, it's one of those like uh anybody you watch it with, they're gonna point out something else that they find funny about it. So it's like a new a new experience watching it. Nice. What's the, what's the last new movie you saw? That's a new movie. Theater? What did I see in theaters? That doesn't have to be in the theater. I know. It's probably the last thing I saw that was new, though. Um, I watched that, like, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, mm. I forget what it was called. But it was like, about the whole investigation and, like, writing up uh, the news article that dropped. It was the New York Times. Yeah. And that was uh, – it was, seemed pretty well done. And um, I don't know. I'm not, like, the movie guy, though. Word. yeah I, I will watch them but yeah no I'm, I'm always curious because i feel like because there's you know lots of people who like are like big movie guys yeah. and like um like 
sometimes sometimes I can do these questions and talk for a super long time yeah. about movies. Yeah, like, for me, I feel like I wasn't, and then like, or I like I was for a period of time, and then like got really busy, just like living and doing things, and like, um, and now like because of the pandemic, like when I had more time, I watched so many more movies, and so now I'm just like kind of a nerd about it. But yeah, <laughs> are you like a, are you like into like comic books or like do you have like other like other interests yeah like obviously i know you have other interests but like what are your what are your other interests uh, oddly enough i've been getting really big into playing pool (laughs) that's just super random that's that's like a real cool one though yeah it's like but it's like coincided with like my relationship yeah so it's like it's a great activity where we both walked into something or like an equal skill at yeah and we've been able to develop um over the last few months and get like okay we went from completely you know novice and shitty to like all right we kind of know what we're doing now yeah it's that's been fun and like um strange way to be competitive without having to go out there and yeah yeah team or something you know (laughs) yeah were you ever like a sports guy growing up oh yeah uh totally (laughs) Uh, like what's what's sports Uh, i played football and ran track Okay. So yeah, you you look like you were a football player. Yeah, like. and now yeah, exactly. I'm still <laughs> still watching all the Bills games and all the Giants games. And like, yeah, I'm in the, super plugged into that stuff. Weird. I mean, but, I'm, I'm like a playoffs guy with yeah, all of the sports. Just check in exactly. Like uh, all the work is done. I like and then you just get in. Yeah, like and I I like having like I like knowing like a baseline of what's going on. Yeah. Sports wise. Because then if I like have to be in a situation where I got to mm-hmm. talk to somebody who doesn't know like anything about about music like it gives you something else to talk about yeah it's like the the common denominator with the every man usually is like yeah so like i i I get (laughs) bills like i get the people who are like who are like like within punk that are just like oh like it's not cool to like sports but like i don't know it's it's cool to like sports no yeah like Like, you don't have to but i think it's cool it's just uh it's literally another form of entertainment you know yeah yeah Yeah, i mean i'm and like yeah, and wrestling for me is the other one, but wrestling. I just worked um, a Fozzie show, The Loss. Oh, so that Chris, rules! Did you meet Chris Jericho? Chris Jericho? Yep, yep. I got to I got to meet Chris Jericho and drive him across town a couple of times <laughs> to his hotel. It was that was that was the experience. <laughs> how how were they live? And I can cut this out too if it's. Oh, don't cut it out! I got <laughs> I got shit to talk. Because um, <laughs> I've heard they're not very good live. So they had an electric uh, rolling drum set. So they used electric set live, um, and then like basically you know like just just like your computer here, you got going with their podcast, just back yeah. tracks rolling the whole time. <laughs> and it was wild because it was in the lost and it was back when it was at that weird period in what early April was it when it got like, super hot for a few days? Oh yeah. 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 Like 90 degrees for three days straight. Um, it was one of those nights and um, they had the AC crank in as much as it could in that venue and they had the fans going and stuff and like mid set, the manager comes over to me and just screaming <laughs> He's like, you gotta turn off that fan. I couldn't hear him because the music. And like, um, eventually found like the plug for the fan and unplugged it. I'm like, what are you doing? I understand what's happening. It's so loud. And uh, it turns out he wanted all the fans turned off and the AC turned off inside the loss. And like one of those crazy hot days we had. Yeah. Because uh, it was affecting his voice. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, yeah, totally. People are here to see uh, Chris Jericho for his his amazing talent. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what a, what a weird dude. It was very strange, but um, you know, yeah, that that uh, I mean, the, the Judas people... song is like an undeniably like catchy banger. But like, oh, I, yeah, I, no. and I'm, I'm, I feel like that's probably the song that everybody knows live, and then nothing else. Yeah, but no, I mean, the people were so stoked to just be like there. So I'm like, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I yeah. Can't, I can't harp on the fans of that band, but um, the band itself, uh, turning off the AC and fans on like a 90 degree day in Syracuse is nuts. <laughs> I was, I like that night. I wasn't doing anything, and I. I wasn't gonna pay to go see Ozzy because okay. I didn't have the extra money. <laughs> like it's not like I had the mo- like you know what I mean. Like no, you're like my priorities were not cost like, benefit analysis of seeing Ozzy on a ninety degree day. Yeah, <laughs> and I I like I like said to my wife I was like should I go should I go creep around the Lost Horizon and try to meet Chris Jericho? She's like no, and I was like okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing. I had to, like I had to drive him. He was he was right on the bus. Right in the car, like yeah. right back to the hotel. He was, he did like a meet and greet, but in the beginning, but you had to pay up. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and like, I mean, it it doesn't have to be like punk. It's fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like being Chris Jericho is probably exhausting. Yeah, I guess yeah. If you like, you can't walk around anywhere. Without, yeah, because like every like a bunch of wrestling fans who are like. Over the top. And wrestling fans are like punishers. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like it, it's <laughs> uh, like, I, <laughs> I, I've like, thankfully, like, it, like, cool, cool enough. I got to meet uh, Luke Harper, who was Brody Lee from Rochester, who, mm-hmm. who died the other, like, a couple of years ago. Um, but since he's from Rochester, he was like injured. Yeah. Um, this is while he was still with WWE, and he was like just wandering around at the Ukrainian festival in <laughs> Rondikoid. Um, and I like, I like apologize. I was like, "Hey, is it is it okay if I say hi? I don't want to like take you away from your family. Like, yeah, I know no. you're traveling all the time. Like, but he was super cool. And I, I same thing. I mean, I met McFoley, uh, yeah, in the wild as well, which was which was weird, but. I mean, I can't imagine McFoley being mean to anyone. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It was uh, Jericho was super nice, but uh, yeah, maybe not necessarily the people who manage him were the greatest. But yeah, <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. I mean, we're we're almost at an hour. Um, thanks so much for hanging out, and uh, I am forgetting what i'm saying oh, but that's fine wrap it up um yeah do some shout outs yeah do shout out uh you know promote whatever yeah. you want to promote uh everyone has to go listen to keg stands pub they're a local syracuse band i don't know if you listen to them uh there's nobody else doing what keg stand is doing um of course all my friends doing the hardcore stuff they're the ones that um they're you know more accessible so check out keg stands pub and um Look out for new Feast of Love stuff. Uh, that's what, um, yeah, that's what's in the works. Sick. Awesome. Well, thank you. All right. Yeah, totally. Have, uh, thanks you for coming out and doing this. Yeah, of course.